The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome to D-Day in Dallas. Yes, it's Dirk Day, and it's D-Law Day as well, as we've got a Demarcus Lawrence press conference coming at you here on DallasCowboys.com at 1 o'clock Central Time. I am Bill Jones, and Mickey Spagnola is here. Rob Phillips is here. Kent Garrison is here. Brian Broaddus is not here, but we've got an able LSU Bayou Bengal replacement. Tiny Jim. About <laughs> half the size and, and David Hellman. all the same attitude. But yeah. he has better priorities. Oh, come on now. Just taking shots since he walked in the studio. Where's I forgot I my master's hat. I don't know how many I don't know how many people would pass up an opportunity to go hang out at Augusta. So Yep. And He's that is in mid corner right now. Not only that, the, that guy never leaves the building anyway. So, you know, go yeah, get out of here for two days all year, Brian. Good for you. He did the mailbag this morning. Oh, he did? He, yeah, he, he did? was he was from he, Augusta. He texted me at seven thirty this morning. He said, You got the mailbag? They're about to take my phone because I'm about to get on the course and walk the course. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, yeah, I got it, bro. I got it. What do they have? A phone check? They take I, yeah, your phone. They take yeah. your phone away. Apparently, that's like Texas like, Tech coach Chris Beard takes away the Red Raiders' phones. That's right. Did you know that? See, it works. Yeah, it does. Oh. Well, it, and it oh, works until the last game. <laughs> <laughs> got them to a certain point. In sharp contrast to former Texas Tech coach Cliff Kingsbury, who is scheduling cell phone breaks for his Arizona Cardinals My every 20 minutes. It does make you shake his Mickey head. Mickey shakes his head. <laughs> That's the difference in generation right there cell across the table. breaks. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll take a cell phone break here in about twenty can, minutes. Can we? Yeah. We, okay. Well, we we do every every show. Sure. Every, every twenty minutes. Yeah. Every twenty minutes, we take a cell phone break and check social media. I'm doing it constantly, though. Yeah. During the show, you the just you just retweeted me, so don't act like you don't get on. What there. did he retweet? I didn't just, do just it a during promo. the show, though. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you tweet that he retweeted? I uh, just you know shouting out the show. Okay. He's, he's on Twitter. Go. He acts like promo. he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, he retweeted me yesterday. I that was a good what one. it was. I don't either. And but Tony Dorsett. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was someone had a. It was Tony Dorsett's birthday on Sunday, a 65th birthday, by the way. A shout out to Tony D. Awesome. And someone had some old NFL films footage of him, and kind of reminded you how fast he was. Yeah. Wow. He can get up and fast the to the hole. And his vision, which is why they called him Hawk. Hawk. They still call him Hawk, and his grandson is named Hawk. How about that? H-A-W-K-E. That's your history lesson for the day. I was going to say, learning stuff all over the place. Did not know that was his nickname. Yep, that's right. right. Um, All right, do we dive into Demarcus Lawrence, or do I rant about replay first? Let's rant about replay. Oh, okay. I mean, why would we want to talk about, like, the generational (laughs) Cowboys player that just signed a contract (laughs) extension? No, for sure. We got an hour. We got an hour. Whatever. Hey, I'm a guest. We can relate. We I'm can re- we can relate replay to the to the NFL as I'm well. I'm a humble guest on this show. Y'all do what you want. Replays running sports. I, I used to be a proponent, a big time proponent of replay. And after that disaster last night, where you're replaying something thirty times to figure out that a ball went off a guy's pinky finger, and we still don't have indisputable evidence that it did. Oh, they got it right. Just, just suck the life out of that game. I didn't bother me one bit, and I saw people oh, ranting about that. That's because that. you're an Aggie and you hate the Red Raiders. I don't hate. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to go that far. Uh, yeah. There you go. All right, right so but it's true. It is true. <laughs> did they not get the call right? It no, did no, bounce off did his pinky. We do not know. Are you that. sure? It, it yes. was not indisputable. Did evidence. you see the ball's rotation change? Yes, I did. No, you did not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. No, you it. did not. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. I don't Cowboy. see any problem with it. I don't see any problem with having a system in place to get something right. And, can, and I'll relate it to the NFL. Can you imagine what it's going to be like this season on all the pass interference? But it's in the points. final, what, two minutes of each half? Yeah. So it's not, and, and your number of challenges don't change. So I don't see the downside of that either, right? You have the same amount of, of chances to get. Yeah, but then who's going to be, like, unless there's a really egregious call, 
if you start nitpicking on on something that's not very objective i think i think we've like we've been in this replay wormhole for so long that i think maybe y'all forget how terrible it was to not have it that's my like well i don't i, right. I think you should have it i, I I have to sort out when to use it in the NFL. I, just, I can guarantee you in basketball, just use it on last-second shots at the end of games. I mean, this this crap of – Yeah, but you pet- say that. You say that, but then what if there's an egregious example where, like, it clearly did well, go like, off a guy's knee and the other team should have the ball? Okay, so what about it? the other 40 minutes of the game where you can't replay it? Well, okay. I think and, we would- and, and it changes possessions in basketball. I mean, basketball is a weird yeah. sport where, like, we all acknowledge that the final two but minutes are more a human, important than the other But there's a human element in all of it. And so course, just live with it. There we did, is. We did great for 60 years, whatever, with it. No circling problem. Circling back to the NFL, though, I mean, they had to do something with replay, with pass interference. They had well, to. There was the such a disaster in the Yeah, such an outrage. Championship sure. Game. I mean, you had the yeah. wrong team in the Super Bowl. You really did. As it turned out. I still think it's better to have it than not. And yeah, I mean, you're right. That was, it was ticky tack and a little too minute, but it's still, it's, it's better to have it than not because I've been on, I've been in those situations where the wrong thing clearly happened and you don't have a way to look at it. And it's like the worst feeling in the world. I'd rather have it. But the reason the ball went out of bounds was because the guy knocked it out of his hand. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So. When it goes out of his hand, the reason it got knocked out is because he hit it out of it. And, At and some point, it's going to leave your hand, right? And, and my point is, whenever that happens throughout a game, that happens and, all and the it's time. Countless times during a game where that happens, and there's no review on it because it's not the last minute of the game. But in basketball, possessions are so important in in that, in a particularly in a game like that. Where if you knock the ball out of my hand. At some point, when the ball leaves, the back of the ball is going to be touching my hand, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that's why. That's my pet peeve. No, not no. necessarily. Well, I mean, yes, if it's well, in it my can. hand. Yeah. But regardless, I trust Gene Steratore. One other thing that I would like. <laughs> yeah, he's bringing it back he's to the cr- Cowboys. Yeah, he's crossed over. Let's, one God, other let's, thing that I would trust like him to yeah. relate to what Virginia did and relate it to the Cowboys. What Virginia did. Last year, after getting beat as a one seed by a 16 seed, making history in the tournament, and coming back and winning the thing this year, you know how motivated they were throughout the offseason and all through this season, and then they win it all. We've seen with this Cowboys team, and we see it across the NFL, really, and there's so many th- elements that go into this, with tougher schedule, so forth, where it's a roller coaster. One year, you win the division. Next year, you don't make the playoffs. Up and down, up and down. And one of the concerns that I have about the Cowboys team is, all right, how do they feel about having lost in the divisional playoff round, winning a playoff game, and then losing to the Rams do they feel like that they accomplished something this season? Or when I look back at the 60s, 70s, and 90s Cowboys, if they didn't win at all, they were – I mean, that was – it wasn't a disaster season, but that was they, – they Disappointing. Very – not only disappointing, but it, it, take it a step further than that, where they were motivated that, okay, we've got to – you know, I wonder in this day and age – Yeah. <laughs> all right. When you lose, you you accomplish something, win in the division, win in the playoff game. But you know that up and down nature that we've we've seen. How much is that? That okay? Yeah, we're doing all right, and you don't do quite as much as what you did in the off season preparing as what you did before, and even maybe even from putting the team together. You know, not not just players. I think you have to if you're the Cowboys, and I think they did this. You have to peel back and say, all right, where did we start? Three and five, it was going nowhere. And what they were able to do, what they win, eight, nine straight games to get get in. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at that in a broad scope and say, that turned out to be a pretty successful year. Um, but I do think there was a lot of disappointment in this building, and probably still is, because once you get there, and that, I think they felt like they matched up with L.A. They had a shot to win that game, and you know when it ends so abruptly – there's a huge disappointment factor. And then you take an even broader scope and you hear it from the front office talk about, it, like you mentioned, build a roller coaster. Like they're well aware of, you know, it's 20 plus years and since they've gotten to the NFC title game. They're tired of this, this roller coaster. 
and every year it gets harder and harder. So I, I don't think you can do anything but look at it as a disappointment overall because of what your goals are ultimately. In a, it's interesting. In a vacuum, in a vacuum, there's every reason to feel like that season was a step in the right direction because it's definitely the, the second youngest roster in the NFL, third year starting quarterback, very young defense. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is is like the old head on that defense, and he's only 26 years old. Um, having said that. You know, this isn't a vacuum. This is a team that hasn't been in the NFC title game in 23 years, and they have not followed up a playoff appearance with another playoff appearance in a decade or more. When was that? Uh, 06 and 07? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So more than a decade. And that's, like I said, you know, if, if this was the Cleveland Browns, then you'd probably be fist pumping about the way the season ended, but it's not. And that's what gives me pause is there's a lot of reason for optimism, but there's a lot of reason... You know, past experience suggests that it's kind of like, oh, here we go. We know how these seasons after playoff trips go. So this this is going to be this is going to be interesting uh, with all the young guys that are kind of coming into their primes right now. It's it's their chance to kind of put their stamp on it. And but but you're right. It, it's been so up and down. It's it's hard to let go of that kind of feeling of disappointment that accompanies these years. You could answer your own question by what do you think Jason Garrett's going to say at the first team meeting? Which is Monday, by the way. Like, you think he's going to walk there and say, okay, we're really good? No, he's going to say, we didn't, we're starting Mm -hmm. over from scratch and we didn't make, we didn't get it far enough in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he will set the tone. I guarantee you that'll be the. If it was, uh, who's the main personality at KBA? And we've seen how every year is different. You know, you can look at this year and say, like Dave said, they're a young team, they're only going to get better. You can also look at their schedule and say, hmm, it's going to be tough. And no, and you're not going to surprise anybody this year either. You're not going to sneak up on anybody in, in November, December. Well, maybe September 8th because you're going to play a tougher schedule. Yeah, which I am usually – I roll my eyes at the first-place schedule thing more often than not. It's two games. It, I understand. No, no, no. It's well, a big I'm, two games. It's, but but I, it's two games. I feel a little bit differently this year, to be completely honest with you, because I don't know, you know – I might be wrong, but there's just very little doubt in my mind that the Saints and the Rams are going to be. But they're they're gonna, just they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're not falling off, and because, so those are so many years. Other division winners, yeah, which are the know, same as right. what the Cowboys have been. When and, they're up and in down, the and NFL, like, no, you can't right. you know you can't ever count on anything. <laughs> but I feel comfortable on April whatever ninth saying I think the Saints and the Rams will be in the thick of it again, just like they were last year. Two games can make a lot of difference in a division race. No doubt about it. All right, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, one o'clock press conference, and uh, all right. So, how surprised are you, all of you, uh, that this thing got done into last week? I said it. I said it yesterday. I, I I was shocked, but now that I've had some time to digest it, maybe I shouldn't have been because you know the storyline this whole time was. This thing's got to get done by mid to late April to give him time to have the surgery right. if they want him available. And Jerry and Stephen Jones have made it perfectly clear that his bill of good health is going to be a big part of their willingness to sign a contract. So it kind of had to be done by about right now. So maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. But when we got word Friday that it was coming down, I was definitely I was pretty shocked. Just you don't see these types of deals happen at this point of the year very often. Well, I think it just shows you that they had the deal kind of surrounded, and now it was time to compromise. Mm-hmm. And both sides gave a little. Cowboys paid a little more. They took a little less than what they were asking for. And you get the player and Stephen Jones on the phone and talk directly, yeah. get the agent out of it. And when he says, I want to be here, and, and they say, okay, if you want to be here, this is what we have to do, and you all of a sudden get it done instead of having this three-way thing where the agent's trying to make himself look good uh, instead of trying to get the deal done so he can get his surgery and be ready to play. And I guarantee you when Jerry Jones said, you know, if, if you can't play entire season – because you didn't do your surgery, it depreciates what I give you the first year. Maybe that finally sunk in. Can't say I was shocked because I said a couple weeks ago, as long as as long as March Madness was still going on, I wasn't that worried about it. Just because 
you wanted to watch basketball. Well, yeah, I was focused on other things, but no, I'm kidding. There, there was, you know, there's still, there was still time, you know, we weren't getting into the summer without something done. That being said, uh, we had to retape our blitz segment on Friday because we were talking about how, Hey, there's a clock on this thing. Draft and, yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a clock on this thing. Like Dave mentioned, cause of the surgery that he's got to have on his shoulder or needs to have on his shoulder and will have on his shoulder. And um, tomorrow, I yeah, think. Yeah. Hours. yeah, right. But it was surprising because deadlines make deals. And when the next real deadline is July 15th, it you, you didn't get a sense there was a lot of traction going on. Which, and so it was a surprise. That's, that's kind of my point is, you know, a week ago, Stephen Jones is in Phoenix using the word impasse and saying they're apart. Not, right. a, not a little ways apart, but apart. Uh then on the flip side of that is though yes deadlines make deals and there's no real deadline in April but kind of there's kind of an imaginary kind deadline kind of an artificial yeah, deadline yeah like right? hey this is the day this has to happen if he's going to be ready to play football yeah we've been saying it probably draft time at the at the yeah. latest to try to Which, get him recovered from that I, but being able to rehab in time to be able to start the season on time that deadline had arrived I just, I, I'll, I will file this away as a lesson not to jump to conclusions based on what people say because just all of the talk coming from, from the, from the Joneses and then you know Demarcus's agent has has been very vocal through this whole thing. I did not have a lot of optimism that it would get done before the draft. Put it that way, and I think it's it's fantastic that it did. I think the deal worked out great for both sides. Like Mickey said, sounds like they were willing to compromise. Yeah, yeah. David David Canner. I appreciate his talkativeness because, like, he, if you go look, like, he kind of took you behind the curtain on this thing. I don't know. Uh, you know, Albert Breer wrote about it yesterday. Peter King had a thing about it. And yeah, I, like, DeMarcus got on the line and was like, let's just get this over with. Like, you know, Canner said he was trying to advise him to, you know, ask for a trade in an effort to, like, you know, bump the price up. And DeMarcus just basically didn't want to. He was like, no, I want to be here. I'll, I'll play ball. And it, I, I'm shocked that it worked out as cleanly as it did for everybody, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I still was surprised it didn't get done March 5th because I just felt just stuff you were hearing, like you thought it could get done by then and avoid the tag and avoid the, you know, another Dez type situation where there's maybe some hurt feelings. And look, I mean, his tag was 20.5 million. So it's got to be the per year average needs to be somewhere in that range or a little more. And it turned out what it turned out to be Mick 21 ish 21 and a half yeah and he's got 65 million guaranteed i think there's only three guys in the league on defense that have more guaranteed money in the life of their contract and those are arguably the three best defensive players in the national football league and he's he's proven to be a two-time pro bowler so he's right in line there i think it works out good for him too so there was incentive for both sides to get it done uh the cowboys getting it done saves them 9.4 million dollars on the salary cap yep because uh, it reduces uh, the 20.5 that uh, Rob said. And from his point, I ain't good on economics, but how much is $25 million worth in the bank four months ahead of time? Sounds pretty nice to me. I'll take it. Right? Yep. I don't know what kind of interest you get, but... Uh, Not only that, how about that, getting a check for $25 million? It's uh, he, he's a, he lives in a universe that we don't inhabit. Most people <laughs> like us to get a check for twenty five million quit our job. We don't keep playing yeah, for it. Good point. I think it, not to not to write off the market. I mean, I think he's entering the prime of his career. But I think a big point of this too is, from the sounds of it, the Cowboys should be able to get out from under this thing pretty cleanly after three years if they want to. Which obviously you'd prefer he plays the whole deal, but. The vast majority of mega deals, you don't ever, they don't get finished for one reason or another. So, yeah, because uh, if you think about it, if it's 105 million and the 65 guaranteed is over the first three, right, right, then, then that's like another four, $40 million in the last two years. So you could, you could part ways with this. I think that would be DeMarcus's age 30 season. So he still wouldn't even be that old. Right. So, like I said, I mean, I think he's got a great chance to play the whole thing. But if he doesn't, it sounds like it's structured really smartly for them to deal with it in the future. And you would only have five million in dead money in the next two years, five million in each right. of the next two years. So, yeah, it's the the total sum looks great, but you're three years, sixty five million, which That's is another what it was. another reason why it was so smart for them to get this thing done. Like he he turns twenty seven soon, but yeah. he's not twenty seven yet. So again, end of April, I think you try to you try to 
drag this thing out any further, then all of a sudden you're talking about signing a 28-year-old pass rusher or a 29-year-old, and that sounds a little scarier than a 26-year-old to me. I, I, yeah. I think this worked out great well, for everybody. Well, we just saw what the 29-year-old pass rusher gets, and he's on the team now. Got about one year Good deal, point right? mm-hmm. for $6 million. Good mm-hmm. point. The other thing, too, about it is the message it sends in the locker room. It sends a good message that this, this is a leader on the team that guys follow that has done it the right way for two years and came back, signed the tag last year, and said, all right, yeah, I'll prove it again. And he proved it and, and played hurt and proved it. Uh, his numbers weren't the same, but he was still a productive guy, and now he's being rewarded. And that's an, I think that's that's a message you have to send in the locker room for a guy that's a leader on your team. I think. Wonder if this would have got done sooner if he would have had the surgery in first of February. It's an interesting question. Hard to say for sure. I don't. I think it would have helped, but I mean, everybody kind of pictured it as he was holding that over the Cowboys' head, but I think at some point they held it over his head and said, "Hey, look." Yeah. So even though it was not intended this way do you think that the trade for Quinn and now as we get into a month after free agency and teams have already spent their money and stuff that that factored into DeMarcus saying he didn't want to be like Des a year ago well I think he's just left with nothing we yeah well we need to ask him but I do think he probably was looking at it like I I want to play at the start of the season and if I don't have this surgery what, yeah, time it's going to take at least that. three, four, five months to get this thing right. So, or what if the Cowboys pulled the tag? That's what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But I don't. What if they pulled yeah. the tag and then he then he's out there and, and that's another. It's yeah. an, you know, like I said, God God bless David Cantor for giving us the scoop. He he said on Monday that you know we were never going to turn this into a Levy on Bell thing. Like he would have shown up, you know, right. for the start of the season. That's he's not going to pass up twenty and a half million dollars. But if he's not healthy, that's a big part. And, and right. if, if it had dragged into the summer, you could be in a situation where you take the tag off. So I think, I mean, you get to this point, I think DeMarcus saw the, the writing on the wall, so to speak. But I, I mean, if another team was going to, if he took the tag off, another team was going to give him a $105 million salary? Without having, being knowing that and, he can't play yeah. for half the season? And yep. not really knowing the player. The Cowboys yeah. know the player, you know. But I do think the Quinn move was more about Gregory all along. Now, it does protect you. It protected you with from the DeMarcus situation if things didn't work out. But I, I think they all along felt like, all right, we put this guy on the other side of tank. And oh, we, got, we got a pretty good mix here. And now they do. And or put it, all three of them on the field at the same time. If he's but, eligible. But, but if it remained an impasse, okay, then, I mean, I think DeMarcus had to look at it, okay, if we don't budge and they're not budging, and now the, the clock's ticking on me having this surgery, and there's a Ziggy Anza out there or whatever, you know, they could make do and go ahead and pull it if they if it came, push came to shove on that. But I, and so I think the the key on the whole thing was Demarcus taking it taking the bull by the horns himself and basically letting his agent know this is where I want to be. Let's get this thing done. Plus he was told that. The rehab to get ready to play was going to take four to five months. So we're right at that. And it right was now. reported yesterday four to six months. I think Stephen may have said yeah. that on a. I was on told four to five. Right. I mean, so, yeah. It just, if it's six months, that's October. It, yeah, and if it takes five months from now, he's probably not participating in training camp. He's probably spending camp. Uh, he getting healthy. I never, that never anyway. expected him to. to I don't. Yeah, I don't expect camp. to see him at camp. I try to get him out there for week one. OTAs. He's not going to be in mini camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. for sure now that's something to keep an eye on like i'm I'm glad they got it done on the timeline that they did but like i think we said in the office like i'm not i'm not 100 percent convinced he's gonna play all 16 games right now which you know it's early we'll see i don't yeah. want to see how that develops as it goes especially after he gets the surgery all right y'all ready for a cell phone break let's do it yeah okay. Mick. yeah after let me this, see who's trying to get a cell phone break we will be back with more talking cowboys kaboo texas is Three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, 
Pitbull, Sting, the Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. Up to three months. Renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John time. Picking number one in the draft or number 58 is a good thing. But picking your wedgies, Mickey, is a bad thing, so never pick again. Reach for Tommy John instead. The innovative men's underwear that has a no-wedgie guarantee. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. And we certainly don't want the Cowboys to pick any wedgies in the draft, right? Absolutely. (laughs) NFL draft events coming up. Join us for the official 2019 NFL Draft Parties presented by Miller Lite here at the Star in Frisco Thursday, April 25th when the Cowboys trade up into the first round. Friday, April 26th and Saturday, April 27th. Fans have the opportunity to see current Cowboys players, members of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Dallas Cowboys rhythm and blues, and Dallas Cowboys mascot Rowdy while also enjoying live music, games, and activities and more. Admission and parking are free. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft day for details. You might even catch a glimpse of Mickey somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Depends what we're doing. If we're lucky. Give us a call here on Talking Cowboys at 888-TROY-AIKMAN. Leroy Jordan, Emmett Smith, and Leroy Glover. That would be 855-2297. You like that? I like that. All right. Uh, what do you expect DeMarcus to say at his uh, press conference today? Anything that um... – It's a good question because – which, you know, Mick, I haven't been here as long as you, I know. But <laughs> this is I'm – starting, I'm starting my seventh year covering the team, and this is the first time they've ever done this. Uh, I think a lot of that is because of timing. Usually these deals get done at training camp where you're not equipped to have this type of press conference really, but this is interesting. I, yeah. I think, I think Romo did it. Romo did it when he signed his hundred million one. Maybe I wasn't here, but I, the last one I can remember in the off season was when T.O. got a new deal after the Oh seven season, okay. like Oh eight off season. 
Romo. I think Romo did one, no, but I might be wrong. The last one he did, we were at Valley Ranch. It was Good Friday, by the way. Nice. Yeah, so it was a great Friday. So that was probably his hundred million dollar extension. That was, that was the extension. Yeah. yeah. So before that. So it's been six years because Tyron Smith didn't do but one. But they didn't have one. Oh, they did not. No. Oh, so this I is. I walked him out. I oh, walked okay. him down the hallway, okay. out the door with his wife. And, so this and is the son. first time it's happened. They didn't do it for Des. They didn't do it for Tyron. They didn't do it for Zach. They didn't do it for. Well, Travis. Errol Owens had one in the Stadium Club at the Old Texas Stadium in two thousand eight. He got a new extension. And they didn't have a, a like a press conference, but when the guys have signed their extensions in training camp, I mean, there was a big yeah. gag, gag. They'll make them available, but yeah. but again, you know. To have a formal press yeah, conference. Travis, Travis Frederick talked after a preseason well, game. Travis signed yeah. his the day of a preseason yeah, game. Right. Tyron, Tyron signed right before a, a training camp practice, and they made him available. But to call media out here on a non- normal day to have a press conference with ownership and i assume jason garrett will be there that's that's not something that they've typically done and i don't know if that's you know i i don't know i i'm i'm curious about it like is it you know is it like a attaboy for demarcus because they're they're pumped to they didn't even have a retirement press conference for romo right because he didn't retire they released him technically they granted him his release. That's what the release said back in their day. For now, the all Mavs of the... sent him off pretty good, but you know, yeah, this is this is that together. Yeah, the Mavericks tonight. had the retirement. Yeah, this is not um, typically. This team doesn't handle stuff with a ton of pomp and circumstance. You know what I mean? Like you know, we haven't done. We, well, that that's the funny thing though. You know, you got the star is like. There's pomp and circumstance around the team. You know, the stadium is the best in the world, but like they don't do these types of things. Well, they don't have press conferences for free agents. That that, they that's what in. I was about to say, and I think a lot of that is because of the changing times as far as the media is concerned, and having DallasCowboys.com, and you can have a Nick Eatman or a Lindsey Draper or a Rob Phillips interview a Robert Quinn when he comes through to sign his contract. That's a good point. And so there's no reason to have all the media come out here and do a press conference with a Robert Quinn or a Randall Cobb or something something like that, which makes me bitter, but we just steal it off <laughs> sure. DallasCowboys.com. That works. But, <laughs> other but that's kind of attribute what it, it. it's made the uh, media department's uh, job easier because they don't have to have press conferences. They okay. can just, okay, just make them available to Dallas Cowboys TV. We'll put it on the website. Which and, that's, you're absolutely right. And, yeah. you know, in years past, we might have sent Lindsay into the office to get five minutes that, with you, Tank. And yeah, you could have done that with Lawrence. Yeah. But, discounting, but this makes this one more special. Yeah. Discounting the guys that either re-signed when we were in training camp, is this the biggest free agent signing they've had in quite some time? In terms of uh, money or? Money and importance. Um, the last, well... This is, I mean, the, he's up there with some of these other guys that I mean, sign long term, though. I mean, Tyron, like Dave mentioned, some of the offensive linemen. I mean, Zach Martin got a huge deal a year ago. In you terms know. of in the offs, I mean, they extended Romo for a hundred million in 2013, and then I guess Brandon Carr would have been the last one. I mean, I don't view Tank as a free agent, even though he technically hadn't signed his. his well, tag. okay, so he signed he signed a new contract because the other guys they franchised ended up playing for their franchise tag, right? Anthony Spencer twice, yeah. The other thing, very recent, they didn't have anything for Witten when he re-signed. Good Flo- point. Flozell yeah. Adams. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're overthinking this. I, I think or- I just can't remember if if you just looked at a free agent who signed for eighty or ninety million. They hadn't done it. They haven't signed I mean, a guy Brandon like Carr that though. The, Brandon Carr was Brandon the last Carr one. Was the last one, and that, and that was, was what twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, about fifty million. Fifty-five years, fifty-five million dollars. But again, to Rob's point, I mean, Tank isn't a free agent; he's a homegrown player, right? But and they've so it's curious. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's kind of a gesture, like, hey, no hard feelings. You're the guy. Let's you know you're going to be the face of our defense. Which I mean, he he is. Hell, back in the day, they had a press conference when they signed Banks to be a backup quarterback. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) Tony Banks. Tony Banks. I'm yeah. just excited because he's the best quote on the team. So something, yeah, like something fun's <laughs> going to come out of this. That's that's the thing when Bill, you ask Dave, what's he going to say? He's Who knows? A, he's yeah. an unpredictable quote, and that's what makes him the best because he says what's on his mind. And I think you hit it that this is 
I spoke to this earlier. He's a guy that he's homegrown here. He's been through some stuff. He's had the surgeries. He was suspended for four games a couple years ago, and he's developed into this top guy that has so much respect from his teammates. It is, it is kind of a, a, a little bit of a celebration, and it's a good message to the locker room that we're rewarding this guy. I want to say that I hadn't really I hadn't thought that far ahead. That's a really good point on your part. Is you know I can imagine vividly. You know you go into the lock you go into the locker room every day during football season, and you get to know these guys. And I can just imagine players kind of in, in an alternate world where this deal doesn't get done. I can imagine players being like, well. What's the point? Like they didn't give tank, they didn't give tank any money. So what are they gonna? What's that say about me? Where you know, if you're a, if you're a Byron Jones or an Ezekiel Elliott or a Cheeto Awuzier or a Michael Gallup, this probably makes you feel pretty good. That hey, if I do my job, they're gonna take care of me. So and and I think that's important for the morale of your locker room. Yeah, who for a, sure. Who asks him? So what are you gonna buy? First thing you're gonna buy with your money? Who asked him that? Question? I said, who's gonna be the first one to ask? You know what his answer will be? He'll probably none of your business. <laughs> It'll be a good quote, one way or the other. I, I, I guarantee you that. All right, let's go to Bronlow in Bermuda. Hey. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. My favorite Bermuda. place on earth. Yes. Hey, Rob, how's the Bermuda flag? It's great. Thank you so much for it. I got it hanging. Hey, no problem, man. Yeah. It, was, it was great visit in Dallas. I, I saw David Hellman. I was able to say hi yeah. to him a few times. What up, dude? Cool, cool, man. Hey, um, gentlemen, um, the interior of our defensive line, defensive tackle, are we going to add somebody there in a, in a free agency, or are we going to draft somebody there high? Because if, okay, against the Rams, they were able to run through our defensive line because they were kind of light. Are we missing someone with beef? to go with Tyrone Crawford and Malik Collins there. And another question is, with the prototype now being changed to tall cornerbacks, I'm expecting Chris Rashad not to be here next season if we are successful. The next coach coming in, is he going to be forced to coach these guys or are they going to look for more guys like shorter, the traditional cornerbacks to, to bring to the team? Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Brian Thinking, Thinking ahead. I like that. Can I, go, can I go backwards? Yes. I don't want no short corners. Yeah, you've always said that. Which I don't think. Ricky has something against short people. I don't think that. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't think the Cowboys want short corners either. They never did. And even, you know, obviously, you know, Jordan Lewis is a shorter guy. But if you follow along with their draft parameters, it's it's all about length for them. For for a guy his height, Jordan Lewis has pretty impressively long arms. So even if Chris Richard leaves, I don't think they're all of a sudden going to start drafting five eight cornerbacks. Although maybe they don't. Maybe they aren't looking at these six two six three horses, which that could be wide receivers instead of you certainly. Know, you know, maybe maybe it won't be pick fifty eight, but I like they're going to draft a guy for Richard to work with. Like I kind of just get that feeling of you know a a six two well, six three guy that can fit in this scheme. And Byron Jones obviously going into his contract as year is Anthony and, Brown and hip surgery sure. as well. I mean, it's a something hip to think surgery about. for it a is, cornerback. Does not <laughs> sound like a need on the surface, but very no, very well is. could be. Yes, that's right. And if you look beyond that, the safety position too, and that we all have marked that one as a target potentially. Uh, Heath is up in a year. Um, Kayvon's up in a year. Iloka's only on a one-year deal. on a one-year deal. I mean, this secondary could look vastly different one year from now. As far as D-tackle, uh, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I think either pick 58 or pick 90, assuming it falls the right way, I think will be a defensive tackle. Yep. Um, I do. I think. I think the signings of Kerry Hyder and Christian Covington could be sneaky good, particularly Covington. Uh, you know, he's not. He's not a sexy name by any stretch, but it reminds me a lot of um, Terrell McClain. Took him, got him out of the same team. He came up from Houston, played three four in there. Um, you know, it's not a position that generates a ton of stats, but you know, he's a space eater. He managed. He managed to get pressure. I think you know. I think he had nine sacks there over the time he was there. Again, playing a position that doesn't generate a ton of sacks. Um, so those two guys adding up with Antoine Woods and Malik Collins, I think, could be really nice. At the same time, I still think they're going to try to draft a guy. 
Because I, those guys are only placeholders. Right. They're one-year deals. And they didn't give them a heck of a lot to sign. No. So if somebody... No, those are well, guys that somebody you Somebody beats cut. them out. Yeah, easy. It's like, it, I, thanks, but no thanks. And, and, there, and there's going to be competition there if you draft a guy, because I... I didn't do the – we've all been saying tackle, and I think right, rightfully so, but if you look at the numbers that they've got on their D-line right now, you know, you keep 10 D-linemen, and you're already at that number, and, mm-hmm. and that's not even counting Gregory um, if he can get back on the field this year. We'll see. Uh, and then you throw a draft pick in there. So, there, you know, there may be a guy that's signed that, you know, gets beat out, like Mickey said. There's going to be some competition. But they've just been – they've been sniffing around these D-linemen for the last two months, you know, yep. whether it's whether it's Gerald Willis down in Miami. Rod Marinelli went down there himself. He had a uh, – he worked out with LJ Collier, the, the TCU kid. I know he's more of an end than a tackle, but either way, like – They've been looking at these guys, and a lot of them have versatility too. And Broadus is in love with Zach Allen. He's not in love with him. He thinks he's got a strong possibility to be the pick here. And again, that's a guy who could move in inside and out. So you know, even with Demarcus under contract, I think that's somewhere they're going to be sniffing on day two. Give me a scouting report, Mister Aggie over there. On is it Kingsley Kiki? How do you pronounce his last name? I think that's right. It is. Yeah. Yes. You know, but you're an Aggie. You watch Aggie games, right? Yeah, not not as not, at the level Dave watches LSU. <laughs> I like him. I, he mentioned um, Willis is one. Um, Collier from TCU is another guy that kind of can play the edge or move inside and play the three technique. I, I think you're just looking for some flexibility, a guy that could play maybe both spots and yeah. help out that rotation. And I mean, on hey, on a long enough timeline, great. You have Demarcus Lawrence. Quinn's only under contract for a year. Tyrone, it seems like we've been saying this forever, but, you know, Tyrone Crawford's approaching the end of his contract. It's getting to the point where there's not a lot of dead money in the future if you decide you want to move on from that. We'll see what 2019 holds for Taco Charlton. (laughs) But uh, right now, you know, he doesn't look like halfway through his rookie contract. He doesn't look like a guy that you're going to build around. So I think that's that's because if you think if you think about, okay, Lawrence on your strong side. Now, who's the backup behind him? Because he only played about 65% of the snaps last year. It's probably so they were rotating Armstrong. Him. Okay, are you, well, are you sure? No, no I'm saying, no, I'm I'm just saying are you sure that he yeah. can, you know, we've seen glimpses, yep. right? but it's not a sure thing. That's, I mean, the rotation is fascinating. Great, you have Tank and Quinn starting. Crawford played right side last year. Does he need to this year? I mean, you, you know, can he, move him he over might there. have to go to the left yeah, side. Yeah, so he's that chess piece you got. Swiss Army knife. Because if if you get Gregory back, then Quinn and Gregory hold down the right side. And then you know, Taco. I don't know where Taco fits in. Taco always has seemed more like a left end than a right. But again, I mean, do you need him to play those snaps if you have Tank and Tyrone over there? These you are all things be, we can and start. And is Tyrone to, playing inside instead of outside? Well, like we were talking about, if you add a tackle in the draft and you've added these two free agents, I don't think he has to. So basically, put him outside. You're looking at the, the, the true defensive tackles on this roster. Okay, every one of them's going into the last year of their contract. I don't believe there is a true defensive tackle on this team with a yeah with a long term. Right, you got situation. Malik Collins up contract after this year. year. Antoine Woods, contract Christian year. Covington, contract year. Kerry Hyder. Yep. Well, Antoine Daniel Woods. Ross. Woods, Woods is exclusive a, rights after he'll right. be exclusive he'll, or restricted. No, okay. he's exclusive. So I mean, okay. So Antoine they do have Woods, him under control. They'll yes. be here. Okay. He'll be here if they want him. Right. Okay. But, but, but yeah, that's, that's sure, a lot. That's, of, that speaks to the need right there. Yeah. Because I think when when we approach the draft, we have to look at it not what the roster looks like right now. Fast forward a year. Fast of forward course. two years. And and you can really look at the position of needs on defense, defensive tackle, and safety, and cornerback for that reason. Yeah. When you look at at it that way, and then at, at heck at linebacker, Damian Wilson gone, and so Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Lee. Lee is probably going last year or whatever, you know. And um, and you all and for special teams purposes, you know, you always need to have linebackers. Always draft a linebacker, mm-hmm. like that's right, almost always. So. Yeah. That's I mean, and it's and it's a position where guys get hurt too. Absolutely, there's so. not many positions they could take that you would sit there and go, why the that? hell they do that? I mean, yeah. how about offensive line? Last year, all right, who's the there was the center 
uh, who the Bears drafted, who was a first round. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. And I'm sitting there looking at the draft going, okay, that might be the best guy available for him, okay? And I, and I remember talking with Todd Archer, and Todd, Todd's like, oh, they can't invest the, another first-round draft pick in an offensive lineman. Well, lo and behold, what happens in August? Yeah. <laughs> the multiple-time Pro Bowl center uh, is out for the year. And, and then they drafted an offensive guard in the second round. So what's the difference, you know? Uh, but my point is, what looks like you don't have a need, all right, it, just give it time. You've got a need there. Uh, Des Bryant the year before, sure. where, where you could have taken a wide receiver the year before, and we didn't know Des Bryant was going in the last year of his The beauty of it is, career, is basically. You, Mickey, you're absolutely right. Like, there's not a single – there's one position – no, there's not a single position where I wouldn't understand why they would draft a guy, but there's also only one position where I feel like they need to draft a guy, and that's running back purely from a numbers standpoint. Right. But, I think they have done an even better job of insuring themselves than usual. Like that's been their MO this whole time, but mm-hmm. they haven't added guys. You know, Quinn Quinn is better than any free agent that they've brought in. And I know they traded for him, but you get my point. Iloka is right. better than what they've typically brought in. Randall Cobb is so much better than what they've typically brought in. So I think they've done a better job of insuring uh, themselves against draft need than yep. they usually do. The only place they haven't insured themselves is running back. Yep. That's the only spot. Which, and and you got what um, uh, Jackson, Darius Jackson. Jackson. Darius Jackson. There's I mean, also a hand, there's there's at least four or five guys that are on the street right now that you could sign right. if you wanted to. Yeah, running backs are sitting out there. Yep. Um, so I think it's time for another cell phone break. All right, we're gonna Love do it. that. Are you tired? You and need to go, I, go I to do, your cell phone. Yeah, exactly right. So we'll be back with more talking Cowboys and more of your phone calls in a moment. If you're like me and you love. I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to talking Cowboys. So, Bill, do you need to get some Jack Black? Uh, actually, I do need some. Okay. Beard lube, please. Well, check this out. They have, for $25, shave essentials. Okay. Okay. And for that, you step up your shave regimen with these pain-free shave essentials. Cleanse, refresh, 
hydrate and protect with a multifunctional set that includes a clay-based cleanser, a daily moisturizer, and with sunscreen and a shaving screen. Okay, screen. Sunscreen. <laughs> sure. And a shaving cream. the sun. Sounds like a horror flick. And <laughs> the three things are deep dive facial cleanser, supreme cream, triple cushion shave lather, and double duty voice, fo- face moisturizer for voice. $25. <laughs> voice. Moisturizer. Moisturizer. So if you get those three things... You know, Dave and I, that would make it easier if we decide to shave mm-hmm. these things off. Hey, I, well, and if you don't want to, I've got the uh, I've got the beard wash at home, and it's fantastic. So they got a little bit of everything for How you. How long have they you had do. a beard? Uh, I grew my beard during the 2014 season, I remember vividly. Mm-hmm. And it's never coming off. Yeah, I mean, it just no. looks so natural. I, I agreed. Thank you, mm-hmm. Bill. I appreciate you. There's yeah. a There's a old badge picture of dave that looks like what, what how Dude, do you describe yourself i look like a depressed like <laughs> mill worker it's, just, it's uh, with three kids and yeah. i look i look bad i look bad without a beard and you look I'm not saying i look great with a beard <laughs> but i look worse without it so i know right. what that looks like thank you i worked with a bunch of those guys when i was in college in the summer see mick knows yep get jack black Com. Okay, I'll do that. It's greatness. All right, let's go to Nebby in Silver Spring, Maryland. Whoa. Hello, Nebby. Uh, 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 hi, guys. First of all, I'm ecstatic that we were able to sign uh, Demarcus Lawrence to a long-term contract. And I have a question, and that is, uh, uh, do you all believe that Cedric Wilson ha- ha- has the ability to replace Cole Beasley as our slot receiver. Take care. Thanks for being patient with me, and have a great week. Good to hear from you, Thank you, Nebby. All right, Cedric Wilson. Now, I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to – I I didn't study him going into the draft last year and didn't get a chance to watch him much. I actually got – Sixth-round draft pick. I got bored because we were talking about him a lot in the office, so I went back and watched some Boise stuff. He played slot a little bit, inside and out, but he's not that classic, shifty, dynamic slot player. I I don't think he's really a natural slot. This That's is, just my impression of him. This is one of those classic things where, like, in the in the modern, you know, to sound like one of the old guys, like in the modern day and age of social media, like if you're not if you're not pumping him up as the heir apparent to Cole Beasley, then you hate him. Which I don't. I don't know anything about Cedric Wilson. Because, like, I I, yeah. I I watched him during the draft. He practiced exactly like none times with the Cowboys. I think I he hurt his shoulder like two days into camp. Went to IR immediately um because they wanted to reserve his rights because they didn't want to have to cut him i have all the reason in the like feel as optimistic as you want that's great he's going into camp he's he's here working out he's here you know he's he's definitely one of these young guys that understands the importance of being here he's been here all off season he was around the team while he was on ir all last year uh not knocking him for that at all but he's a sixth round pick um and i just I, i don't know why you would assume Anything like my point being is the presence of Cedric Wilson on this roster would not stop me from drafting a guy if he was the best player available. No, ask yourself who's who's the who's the backup outside receiver. Right. Well, 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 I'll just run down the receivers on the team. Noah Brown, of course. Yeah, I was Mm going to mention Noah Brown is you got Cooper and Gallup. You got Randall Cobb. You got Tavon Austin. You got Alan Hearns. You got Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson, that's Lance Lenore. So yeah. Hearns and no, that's a good, that's no, an interesting and, point, Mick, because Noah Brown and Alan Hearns both, and we know Hearns can play in the slot. We've been talking about it all spring, but they both kind of feel more like X's than Z's, right? I mean, other than Michael Gallup, it might be Cedric Wilson who who might be the next best suited. A name that I'm really intrigued by, again, you don't want to project too much onto anything in the offseason, but Devin Smith is here. Mm-hmm. He was picked 37 in the 2015 NFL draft. ACL injuries have completely sidetracked his career. He's got 
nine career catches. No reason whatsoever to yeah, Ohio State Buckeye averaged twenty one yards per catch Seven during his foot final high season. jumper. No That's reason it. whatsoever to to expect anything from him. You should not do that. But if he can get out to training camp and rediscover that old form, that could be really well, intriguing. That's, it's, it's something that I've got my eye on. Again, wouldn't stop me from drafting a receiver. But another one-year deal. But the, yeah, he's a futures guy. Yeah, future guy. That's a classic Will McClay move. He'll bring in a guy that was drafted high. They love and, to and, do that. And just take a look at him and see if you know and maybe they can unearth whatever had him highly rated. To begin sometimes with. it doesn't pan out whatsoever. But they've hit, they've hit doing that a few times. And it doesn't cost you anything. Costs you nothing. Jonathan Cooper got a season out of him. Rolando McClain gave you a season before he kind of went off the rails, but played really well for a year. So to answer Nebby's question, I, I just never thought of Wilson as an inside guy. I always thought of him as an outside guy. Maybe he can play inside. He's, he's he done is, it. He he's an outside guy who's yeah. He's he can do it, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not pegging that on him. To me, I think Alan Hearns. Like he can do it, but you don't think of him as a a dynamic slot player. Right. I don't think he has that skill set. Um, I would but again, rather, it's a guy that can play all over the formation if you can get him on the field. I would rather draft a guy who possesses that skill set. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Isabella. No. You know, uh, it has to be Debo. I mean, I would love that. I don't think it'll happen. But he was one of, he's one of what, three wide receivers that was invited to the facility? So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Debo. Debo. Uh, Hardman out of Georgia is another guy. I, I I won't be surprised if they draft a receiver. I, I I could say that about every position. But those guys you would have to take in the second, right? Right. I think the only position I would be completely floored to see them draft is quarterback. And I know half of our listeners just got mad hearing me say that, but that would be pretty surprising. Well, like, just pay you, attention. You drafted a quarterback last year. Right. Give him the opportunity to show what he can do again this year when you're under his belt. Cooper Rush will be a restricted free agent next year, so you could even re-sign him if you want to. Right. Behind Dak, of course. I mean, No, even, I meant to be the starter. Oh, be the starter. Good. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. The tight, the tight end spot. All the people walking yeah, by just you know, fell yeah, down. Yeah. Who are you guys talking about? Um, the tight end spot, because it's such a deep draft, wouldn't shock me either. Mm-hmm. If something just fell on their lap, like we love this guy, and how about how much is he going to play this year? But you know. Jake Benoit asked, "How about Damian Harris in the second round, running back Alabama?" No, Mick would love it. Damian Harris, Damian Harris. I heard he was very impressive interviewing. We know we know the Cowboys like him. He's another guy that was here. We know they need a running back. That's awful rich for me. Is he what? He's not a. Um, scat back though, he's, right he's, he's just a well-rounded yeah, running, running back they didn't yeah. ask him they didn't ask him to catch the ball a whole lot in college but he could for a three-year starter for alabama i think he backed up derrick henry for a year and was kind of their lead guy of their committee for the last three years great like super high character guy i just 58 feels so rich that's if, a little high it's it feels very rich because of what you're going to be asking zeke to do how much of a role is he going to play and you can come at me and say, oh, well, he could be Zeke's heir, which, like, it's too soon to draft that guy. Zeke's still got two years on his deal. It, if you Even if you don't re-sign him, he's got two years on his deal. You don't need to draft that guy right now. It reminds me of taking tight ends in the second round when Jason Witten was in his prime. It's, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, it's a talented player. Yeah, but you were trying to play two tight ends a lot. and they, Well, they never did. No, because they never developed into <laughs> yeah, that guy. But, but Zeke's going to play. Zeke played 89% of the snaps last year, and he, and. You know, health willing, he'll Which, do the same thing again this well, year. It, it, honestly, it would be nice to find a running back who's good enough to take more of those snaps. Can you okay, take, okay, then can he'll you play find five. Can you find it third, fourth round? Yeah, I think no, that's, that's as high as I would go. They've got, and who knows? He may he ran a four five seven. You know, he who's to say he's, he's going to be a second round draft pick? He could. I well, oh, you're saying he could go in the first. No, I could. Uh, oh, who oh, knows? He could go in the third. Demarco third Murray fourth. was a third yeah. round pick. He might go in the. Demarco Murray was pick seventy one, I think, mm-hmm. early third. Cowboys pick at ninety, which that's the right. that's what sucks with when you have a pick this late. Is you're like, well, I don't know how I feel about him in in, in the second round, but you're not picking until the end of the third. But when you look at the running back class this year, if Josh Jacobs is your only first round pick, and yeah. he may not be a first which, round pick, it could be one of those years where the running backs are pushed down. I just think which. To that point, I think the value will be there in the fourth round, which is where the Cowboys have two picks. Travion. Yeah. That's Travion. what. Oh, my gosh. What was that? Travion. 
I would, talk do, I would do backflips if that guy got yeah. put on this roster. But I will. I, I don't know. It's interesting. Is mean, he a second? No, he might be a fourth. Third, fourth, fourth third, third fourth. Go. Yeah. Huh? Right up you, your alley there. You could talk me into it at 90, but I'd rather do it in the fourth round. Agreed. All right. That's, that's it. it for Talking Cowboys for this week. And we will dive deep into the draft next week. You think we study the- up. Study up next week. We're carrying the press conference at 1 o'clock. I think we'll do that at 1 o'clock. Yes. See you later. Stick it right up your rear here. Here you go. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?